let's have a clean fight. It's Radio Free Tobag, and I'm Audrey. I'm Donovan. I'm going to shove the other fighter, and they're going to hit their head on a chair, and oh. it's going to break their neck, and then they're going to make a Clint Eastwood movie about it. <laughs> That's who made that Oscar movie yes, a million, million, dollar million, a million years ago. A million years ago, a million and a million dollars. Mm-hmm. For that baby, isn't that what happened? She they pushed her into a chair. That's I okay. Well, already we're googling the plot to Million Dollar Baby. Welcome to the welcome back after the live show one week hiatus, and this is now a Clint Eastwood retrospective. If that's who made that movie, and if not, then it's a retrospective. It was, it was Clint, of course. So it is a Clint Eastwood retrospective. Next week we'll be doing Gran Torino, but this week we're talking about that lady. <laughs> she hits her head on the chair. Maggie's. Ooh, what the fuck? Uh, Frankie is finally willing to arrange a title fight. He secures Maggie a one million dollar match in Las Vegas against the WBA women's lightweight champion Billy the Blue Bear Osterman, uh, a German ex prostitute who has a reputation as a dirty fighter. Uh, Megan begins to dominate the fight, but Billy knocks her out with an illegal sucker punch from behind right after the bell to end the round. Maggie lands her head on the corner of a stool, breaking her neck and leaving her on a ventilator dependent quadriplegic. So, and that's what I'm going to do in this fight. Okay. So you better watch out. That seems, <laughs> that seems unsporting. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> We're coming back strong game. Yeah, we are. We had a bit of a guest mix up. And if you're listening, message me. I could not, I couldn't, I don't know if you deleted your accounts or what. I could not find. Yeah, couldn't find you. Holla at us. And we hope you're good. And we'll reschedule. We hope everything's everything's good. But honestly, probably for the best, because I had a migraine like six hours ago. And I'm still, I'm feeling out of it. I used to get these all of the time as a teenager. And mm-hmm. nowadays I usually I get like one a year. Yeah. And I had I had one like back in December and now another one. This better not become a regular occurrence again. The I'm migraine be... you had in September. <laughs> oh, December. December. That's September. <laughs> and this is the yeah. second where I sound far away because I'm closing the door. Okay, cool. I get them sometimes, uh, particularly when I don't want to be at work. I get migraines. Um, <clears throat> the joke being, of course, that I oh will put in sick time if I'm like just stand- if I'm standing in my workplace and I go mm, fuck this. Uh, I thought you were saying something in the environment of the unnamed retail establishment was getting you because mine would be triggered by. Uh... Well, blows to the head. Sure. So boxing, hard, <laughs> hard for you to do. Well, I did actually box. And I didn't get anything from there. But like, I got hit in the head with like a raft in high school, like a floaty thing in the ocean. It's like a big okay. plastic thing. I don't know why it was hard plastic. This was in Venezuela somewhere. It smacked me in the head, and I got a bad one. And then like light stuff will do it. Yeah, like just lights weird and stress. Lighting. Lights and stress do me really yeah. bad. Yeah. And I don't know what to do. I can't tell if like, because as I'm working on the computer, I couldn't tell if it was a light from the computer triggered it or just, because I get the thing where your vision gets all weird at the beginning, the mm-hmm. shimmery you get the, aura you get stuff, the pool. where I'm yeah. like, 
okay, time to go sit in a dark room for four hours and munch on ibuprofen. Otherwise, it you know it explodes into the headache part. Like at least I can nausea. dodge that part. I yeah. have the protocol down, but I get I get like the weird nausea regardless. Yeah. It sucks. Actually, speaking of migraines and photosensitivity, can you do me a favor and turn that lamp off behind you? Because that is going to give uh, me a migraine is, through your video. Really, that is really bright. This is a PSA episode about preventing migraines. The headphone cable might be long enough. Let's find out. Oh, is seltzer time. Sorry, I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to trigger your migraine too bad. Seltzer time. Here we I got a load of I'll light a candle. Be Ooh, candle's good. There's better background light. And maybe the scent of its lavender, maybe that'll be good. Maybe. <clears throat> Calming lavender is supposed to be. Yeah. I, I purchased something with a lavender scent. Would you like to know what I purchased that had a lavender scent? What did you purchase that had a lavender scent? Makeup removal wipes. Wait, that rocks. It's actually really great. It's the calming nighttime one. Yeah. And you're like, hard day work. Take off my eyeliner. Ah, oh, now I'm gonna get in my PJs and play Magic: The Gathering for five hours. That's beautiful. That's what my life's like. I need to get. Well, I need to go to. I need to go to the grocery store after this because mm -hmm. I was gonna do that earlier. Uh, but obviously, I cannot operate a vehicle when my vision is all blurry. Right. I guess traffic would have been terrible right after work anyway, so it's probably fine. For the best. Ah, ah. I'm just getting like a little light waves. Light That's waves exciting. Anything. We're gonna push, we're gonna push through it. Are um, you sure? Yeah. Because we can't we can bail if you need to bail. I think we're gonna truck this one out. Okay. If I if I keep getting like the head pangs, we'll we'll pause and we'll return. The first time skip or FTP episode. <laughs> what was I saying? Um, I gotta get makeup wipes when I do that because uh, I was Good. wearing makeup from the live show. Here's a little post show update. I get home. All I have is uh, multicellular water. What? That's not micellar water. Micellar water. That's what you're supposed to use, actually. It's not very good. Maybe I just maybe have you just bad have bad water. micellar water. Yeah. Come to think of it. I think I ended up with that two X's ago, so that's... Probably old as fuck. Does it go bad? I don't know. Does my... We're going to Google again. Welcome to the show. Ah, welcome to the show where we Google... Oh, expire is the top thing. Uh, like any other cleansing product, micellar water does expire. Okay, but how long? You have six months to use it all. Well... <laughs> Well, it's been uh, uh, quite a bit longer than that, so maybe that's part of the reason. Get no, the wipes. I... They're great. They work really well. They just, just swip. It's basically just like a wet wipe with micellar water, and you fucking bleh. Why do they call it that? It's such a weird name. It's hard it to It has pronounce. mice in it. No. My roommate's <laughs> girlfriend gave me a couple of wipes to use the other night, and yeah, those were way better. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have like a gender euphoria moment of like, cause this is like the third time this has happened mm -hmm. or I couldn't get the makeup off. Yeah. It turns out it's because I'm using exp expired mice water. Um, but I was like, wow, I'm wearing makeup frequently enough that I should, yeah, I need to get makeup remover consistently. And that's, that's a fun gender euphoria, even that if is it's cool. another thing that i have to spend money on but i mean i would like la they come in lavender all i would like the lavender 
Yeah, I got mine at uh, I'm going to buzz market a, a small retailer target. Got mine at Target. Shouts out friend of the show. Because that's also where my pharmacy is. Friend of the show, the Target dog. I'm putting sunglasses on. Maybe this will help. Do I look cool? You look amazing. I look like I look like a beat beat Nick. I have you look like you're jacked in. Is what you look like. I'm in the mainframe, Audrey. <laughs> the migraine transported me to the mainframe. <laughs> yeah, dog. I um. I know that ma- feeling. How does the Matrix music go? I'm in. Remember that part where they they put the jack in his neck and he says, "I'm in." I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. That's this is the return of Cyberdono. <laughs> I think I'm just slowly becoming Cyberdono because it's been within like a three month period. This is the third time. So you yeah. know what the ad read's going to be. Uh, <laughs> a little a spoiler. Little spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, so listen, because of all of these unprecedented events today, it's going to be a backlog clear out. That's right. It's going to be a tight hour. We're going to try to get through as many questions as we can. Do you have anything else to talk about? I told um, you my, uh, my news is that I'm, I'm fucking dying. <laughs> Thank you again for coming to the live show. We love you very Thank much. Thank you. Uh, it was so most good. Magical, most magical night of my life, genuinely. And everybody who was there helped make it be so. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And if you weren't and, there, you're squarer than a postage stamp. That's true. You even got you got the little edges, the little crimped yeah, edges. Cr- crimped edge, have an ass. <laughs> <laughs> I do realize that uh, not everybody can make it to Chicago, and also it's the worst part of the year that I could have possibly organized that. And also, some of you who will not be named have kidney stones, and we wish you well. (laughs) We wish you well, genuinely. That sucks. Let's see. So I should probably... Let's go back. Let's not pull them from the front if we're doing backlog, huh? Well, let's pull this one from the front real quick. The one at the very bottom. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh... Not really a question, but y'all killed it at the live show. It was an amazing time. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. And I can tell that all of your sides, they're not the same length. No. You no, are. You're at least a rhombus. Yeah. You are polygonal as hell, homie. <laughs> Is it square po- a polygon? Square would be a polygon, I believe. Uh, you're a non-equilateral there you go. polygon. There you go. You're at least a rectangle. You're at least a rectangle. And I'm making a sweet little smile at you when I say that. You're at least a rectangle. You can't see it, I feel you, dog. Though. Migraines are fucking miserable. I've had, I've had a long history of them. <sighs> We're going to get through this together. It's ass. I mean, like, I am through the worst of it. I just, it just takes it gives, all of it the energy It makes you so weird. It feels, makes you feel so fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, God. I was about to go into the story about getting the first one in middle school. I was hiking and thinking I was dying, but I've told that like a hundred times. You know that story. I don't know if I know that from this show. I've never told that on the I don't think so. When I was 13, we're living in Caracas. I'm hiking up in the mountains that surround the city. Real beautiful time. I'm up there with like some of my, my other, my school compatriots and like somebody's mom and somebody else's mom 
and we're going up it's a pretty it's a steep hike you go all the way to the top of the damn thing mm-hmm. and halfway up i'm like oh i feel weird oh i parts of my vision are missing mm-hmm. that's never happened before and i say to myself oh i'm dying I guess I will die from this. Yeah. Freak the fuck out. I have a whole panic attack as this migraine's kicking in. They have to like, I can't like talk straight. They have to carry me down a mountain. I'm like, I don't even remember getting to the hospital. I remember like being in a car and my friend's mom, like holding my, my like head in her arms, which is, which was nice. Uh, And then like one of my arms went totally numb. I Mm -hmm. I fully thought I was dying. I was a hundred percent convinced I was dying. And then we get there and they shoot me up with fluids and stuff and they do some scans and they're like, you are fine. You had a migraine. And I'm like, that is bullshit. You're like, so that's just going to happen sometimes for the rest of my life. That's pretty cool. And back then I got them constantly. Like it was every other week. It felt like, and they were real, real gnarly. And I at least got to the place that, like I said, I got the protocol. Yep. Like eat the eat the I have a couple of ibuprofens, go in a dark room and pass it. But it just sucks because it eats up such a chunk of time. Yep. It's just and a big time sink. You know what? I'm I'm spooked that I this is the so yes, yeah, since I've been in like college, uh since like my early twenties probably, maybe once a year I, I get mm-hmm. one. And I so I do not like that I've had one two months back to back. That's that's kind of wigging me out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to wig you out too much, but uh, they're they do come in waves, and your wave might be two. I would, yeah, I'd prefer if the wave was two. If the wave was just two, I had my first migraine when I was nine years old. That's twisted. So imagine you're sitting in class and your vision gets weird, and you're only nine. Like you mm-hmm. don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> you're like just you're yeah again convinced you're dying. This must be Jesus, is what I would have said. This must be Jesus, because you were a very Catholic nine-year-old. Yeah, uh, this is the work of the devil, perhaps. (laughs) Or perhaps one of the saints Mm. who we venerate. (laughs) And other Christians frown upon that. But who was was there first? But who was the original Christians? That's the kind of thing we say there. So anyway, I, I, I vomited in the school nurse's hour, school nurse's office, and it was great. That sucks. Yeah, yep. I made friends with the nurse because I was in there all of the time. And they had a little cot, and I would go on the cot, and I'd lay there for four hours. And sometimes school would end, and I would have to wait for my parents to come get me because I could not go on the bus because of the migraine, and I would die. Yeah. So it's going to be a tight hour. We're going to get through this whole backlog of questions. We've got 20 pages and we got one of them down. So let's keep this question. Keep the momentum rolling. Wait, I have to like introduce the question box and stuff. Oh. First, a word from our sponsors. (laughs) Shit. Shit. (laughs) Hey, it's me, Migraine Donovan. My head really hurts. Please go to patreon.com slash RFTB for $5 a month. You get a bonus episode each week, access to over 150 episodes in the backlog, and you will heal my migraines. Patreon.com slash RFTB. Now it's the question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Asking all them questions.
Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Assuming. Whoa. <laughs> what if I really went for it no. today? Just like today, just really went for it. Whoa. <sighs> it's the question box. It's the segment of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions into us and we'll answer them. How do you do that? It's simple. Go to our social media at RFTBPod on Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> Or RFTB and the other stuff on Blue Sky. Or go to our website, rftb.me. You don't have to make an account. It's so simple. You just click the question link, and then you type your question. Audrey, let's read a question. Hey, RFTB. Hi. Hello. Just got back from a date where a girl told me that I give off more of a friend vibe. Uh Uh-oh. This is a recurring issue for me, male 30, as most women who I ask out will tell me I'm not physically attractive and the ones i do go on dates with tell me that i got more of a friend vibe uh, that i've got more of a friend vibe at this point i'm ready to castrate myself and just stop feeling yearning i haven't had a serious girlfriend since college and i don't know i feel alone i'm fulfilled by my friendships too but i'm tired of having all this greeting card bs about how some people don't meet until later in life i want to be loved i've got such a big heart and its emptiness hurts me what do I have to do to be more masculine? Do I need to get jacked? Treat women more crudely? Oh. I have a lot of female friends that I don't that I don't who I don't feel sexually, so I'm not some nice guy POS, but I'm finishing last. Sale. <laughs> Advice, please, and sorry ahead of time. Uh don't be sorry. This is actually this is like a thing we hear a lot from people. Yeah, and we say sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna be alone forever. Well, it's something we have I said. Say this. And it's not true. No. And it, I don't know. It, yeah, it could, it's trite to hear like, oh, some people don't meet somebody until later in life. Oh, you know, the right person will come along and stuff. That can be annoying and trite. If you're not having <laughs> luck in the moment, that can be really frustrating. And when you're feeling really down on yourself. Yeah. Because you're like, well, I see that happening to everybody else. Why isn't this happening to me? Even your old pal Dono feels this, mm-hmm. homie. And Same. as we have said so many times, if you let that shit get in your head, here, what's your goal here? Your goal is to meet a partner and be in love with somebody. And so what can you do about that? You get out there, you try to meet more people. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. The only things you can do beyond that are kind of fucking it up. And if you hold in your head, oh, God, I'm going to be alone forever. Oh, there's something wrong with me. What? Do, oh, no, you're going to fuck it up. You're going to make shit weird. Up. You're going to goof chill. it. Um, the other thing that you have to consider is the kinds of people you would like to meet. Yeah. Uh, if you uh, say you want uh, a big titty goth GF, you're not going to find her at, you know, $3 Paps Night at the Bro Bar. You're going to find her at... No, you're going to find her at Ace of Cups at the goth night listening to Bauhaus, right? So, like, think on who you want to meet, the kind of vibe they give off, and then go to the places where those people are. And, like, if... Like, one of the things that I think happens with this whole nice guy shit is you go to places where people are very superficial, you know? You go to the, like tech house night where everybody's wearing collared shirts and having bottle service and talking about what their fucking like portfolio is doing. 
We've all been there. We've all been to Tech House Night with all I, these college listen, listen, I've been to Tech House Night. Okay? I've been places and done things. <laughs> is this that the is reputation of Tech House? Is it Tech Bros? Could be. Yeah. What's going on with that? They just like <laughs> what, the tech But the you name? understand what I'm saying. If you go yeah. to a place where people are behaving more superficially, you will find somebody more superficial who yeah. will maybe give you the whole, oh, you're just, you know, this is just like, eh, friend vibe, you know? Yeah, it's like um, me going to Barstool River North and being like, where are all the weird honeys? Yeah. This is a bunch of normies. I don't even yeah. know what you would call I mean, I guess that's what it is. I don't even know what. I can't think of any words. You get I the idea. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. So, like, if you, I don't know. I think you maybe do some work on yourself and figure out exactly who you are and then figure out like the kind of person that you should be with and then spend time with those kinds of people. Yeah. Do you have to be more masculine? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. I don't think that's probably the problem. No. Unless you like want to be. Yeah. But you you don't, I mean, have... you don't have to be masculine. Like if you don't want to be more masculine, then you don't have you to don't be have more to masculine. Yeah. I don't think that's like, I don't think the more masculine you are, the more girlies you get. You yeah. get. I'm non-binary. I, I got plenty of honeys. Uh, should you get jacked, though? Yes. <laughs> if you're struggling with confidence or mental health stuff, it's not the only avenue, but it's a good avenue. Lifting weight. Damn, I lifted pretty hard last night. I wonder if that's what triggered all this shit. I gotta stop talking about it. I gotta stop talking about it. It's it's good though. It's it makes you feel good. It's putting time into yourself. You also learn a delightful lesson, which is like if you kind of keep at something, even if it seems futile at the beginning, you start seeing results, and it's like tangible because it's it's your damn, it's your meat, it's your body meat that's getting bigger. I think that can be good. And it's just, it's a good outlet. If you're, if you're feeling frustrated or, uh, out of, you know, not in control of your destiny, it's, it's something you can directly work on and directly see results. It's very simple and exercise is good. And maybe, you know, that's the one that worked for me. I hated running. I started lifting and then I was like, maybe I do exercise. I like doing this. So that's an option. And everybody loves a beefcake. That's true. And so, nobody loves Tech House. And nobody loves Tech House. What is Tech House? Tech House is like, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a, the midpoint between techno and house music. Oh, that's not what I thought. I thought it was like, there's lots of tech involved. And I no. was like, isn't that like most of electronic music? Is No, it's technology? the midpoint between techno and house music. Um, oh. the, big, the big popular wave of it was like Dirty Bird Records. And I like it was some dirty bird. Dirty bird's not like the worst, and like Claude von Stroke yeah, and fucking like Kill Frenzy, and like they're like some of that shit's pretty good. Yeah. Um. But it like. But there's the, a type. The crowd at shows like that I found was more superficial and kind of like they would look uh, at my grungy ass and be like. I know, know what you're talking about. Now. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. I've definitely been at some of those shows or like festivals with that type of music. Mm-hmm. And there, yeah, there is a type. Damn, I really put that together though of that being like a, a kind of a kind of genre. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, so don't go to Tag House. Go to Regular House Night or go to Techno Night. Yeah. So those are and don't treat women more crudely. Don't treat women more crudely. Treat everyone more particularly. Be <laughs> equal opportunity, particularly not me. Do not treat me crudely. Yeah, don't crudely, treat listener. It. Don't treat me crudely either, unless it's funny, and it's not me. Yeah, I'll take like, it. I'm, it's funny I'm too. crude. I too. But I'm crude. not mean. Yeah. I just burp loudly sometimes, and that's pretty crude. It's not the least uncrude. Do you, how many, do you hear how many negatives I had in that? No. Not the least, less, I don't even... God, not the I least, most, most... I can't even remember the Not the, the least, was. most, less. Um, yeah. Was there another thing in there? Yeah. And sorry ahead of time. We accept your apologies for saying crudely. Um... <laughs> That's that's kind of that's that's kind of all the advice. Yeah. Beyond, I I use the weightlifting as an example, but I think so much of that is just developing and putting time into a thing that you like doing, a sure. project. I don't want to rehash the advice. I swear to God, I give like every show because I'm currently doing it, and it's brought yeah. me a lot of good. But find shit that you like doing and put time and into it that. and get into it and meet people through there and express yourself and that'll build your confidence up. I feel way more confident now than I did a year ago. Yeah. And part of that is because I'm doing a lot of cool shit. So do a lot of cool shit. Yeah. Uh, another big thing and something that I hit uh, with some regularity is if you are romantically interested in somebody, tell them early. Like. If you meet somebody and you're into them, just be like, hey, do you want to get a coffee sometime? Just the two of us. And they, you know, is this a date? Why? Yeah, I was thinking I'd take you out on a date. We can make Um, it if we try. Right. The thought is. You and I. The thought is that you would um, uh, not be. They wouldn't really think of you necessarily as their friend yet. Hmm. So there's no friend vibe. You're like let's go on a date and they think of you as a as a romantic possible romantic interest first something that something that works works less good if you're a uh, if you're a, uh, a demisexual as i am yeah um damn yeah i've i've gotten like the friend vibe from people and sometimes it's just because like you don't flirt good or they're not into. oh i don't flirt of, good i mean i don't flirt particularly good i have to be kind of really direct but i think i managed to do that in an endearing way yeah same um, <laughs> yeah i'm it typically it starts with me being like okay listen listen yeah. to me right now that's just so i've god i've said this i know i've said this before so many people have been like i had i did not think you were into me until you asked to kiss me yeah i thought you didn't like me at all actually and yeah, then you asked I, me to kiss you and now wow okay cool well, people think I like them, but like in a friendly way. Same. Because I just chat I, with people. Thing. I can just chat kind of forever. Yeah. And I think sometimes they're like, oh, you're not being flirty with it, so you're not into me. Yeah. Are you doing that? And in which case, I don't really have advice. Same. I also don't have advice <laughs> for that. We're Because we both do that a lot. Try but to, what you said, try to get across the like a compliment, something, just something to show yeah, like, hey, I'm interested anything. in you more than I just like talking to you. Right. Hope, 
I hope that helped. We and did if it seven minutes on that. If you didn't, you're not allowed to say it then because I am infirm. We did at least seven minutes on that. Now yeah. that I'm thinking about it. Write Maybe back 12. in if you need more advice. Thank you for writing in. And good on you for resisting the stupid nice guy incel shit. Because, you know, that, that path can lead there. You got to keep maintaining. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. You're going to make it. Yeah, you got this. If I can record an episode hours after, well, maybe even still in the migraine, you can date. And that's an hey, read a question. Hey, read another question. Okay. Just real quick, just as a favor to me, your friend, read another question. Where am I? You're in your apartment. Uh... Wait, no, wait, God, shit, we already, we already did this one. I have to clear it out. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Dono and Audrey. Hello. And guest? No. Nope. <laughs> the guest is my head pain in 30 days, and they suck. This is the worst <laughs> guest we've had on the show. I have a question I'm struggling with really bad. What's my partner up? was saying my partner was staying with another of her partners recently, but they ended up spending all their time and attention with their own live-in partner rather than her. It's left her feeling shaken and unloved, and I want to know how to help and what advice I can give her for encountering this in the future. Any help would be greatly appreciated. P.S. You're all beautiful and doing great work in the world. Thank you so much for this wonderful show. Thank you for saying nice things to us. We love thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you for writing P.S. I like when people write P.S. Yes, yeah, good. Back. Postscript. 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 So, uh, struggling real bad. Staying, you, your partner, staying with another of her partners recently. Yeah. Spending all their time and attention with their own living partner rather than her. Okay, so your partner got iced out because they were hanging out in a kitchen table sort of scenario where the nesting partner was home during the home date. That sucks. That's like not any fun. Staying with them too. I am wondering yeah. if this is like a multiple day thing because that would suck if you like if i like traveled to visit somebody i'm dating and we're poly and they live with their other partner and they just like blew me like what am i then i'm just like in your house i'm just loose in your house here i'm just rattling around your home let me out let me out to pee <laughs> at least jesus that's no yeah that's super fucking blows and so i think that that's a conversation that she'll have to have with her partner to be like hey if i come to visit you and you agree to have me like you like we planned this. Yeah. Why did you say yes? Why did you, you say yes if this is what me? this was going to do? It's like maybe next time let's plan some things. Yeah. To do. Let's plan on some things that we're going to do. Let's set aside a couple nights during the trip where it's just me and you. Let's do, you know, something like that. Yeah, get them expectations clear. Yeah, because in this situation, ninety percent uh, like barring something I am missing here, I would be like, "Well, I'm done." Yeah, if I traveled to see somebody and they blew me off for the entire time to hang out with the partner they live with, I would be like, "What? Why the fuck did you invite me out here?" Yeah, if it's not, 
If, is it actively were you trying to fuck with me <laughs> yeah it's such a rug pull it's so strange and it's such like an obvious everybody has like traveled yeah. to visit a friend and you know what it feels like to be out of your own space and you don't want to be weirdly brushed aside in the way that it sounds mm-hmm. like you were that's so fucking weird all i can think of is that the live-in partner is like weird and insecure or something. Yes. And then yes. partner yes. you were visiting didn't expect that. Let me fucking, I want to grab the mic and like, like I'm doing a hardcore breakdown and like put my foot up on the wedge and say, yes, because <laughs> I actually, I spoke reasonably of this particular date. I've only, well, actually I've done this a couple times and always it's weird um, where you're spending time with your partner mm-hmm. and you're, metamore is there and the metamore has a more established relationship with your partner than you do always putting, a little difficult putting the always. more in metamore what putting the more in metamore like they're more more you okay cool that's not my best i have a migraine you have <laughs> I to know, laugh donovan at my jokes. yes i know that you, you have, have to migraine. laugh at my jokes <laughs> You have to laugh at thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Come, come up next to the stage. Whatever Audrey was about to say. Um, it's always difficult because you can sense the insecurity of the metamor. The metamor you can tell is like this fucking new ass person yeah. is in our shit. Like is in our situation. I wonder what the fuck they're gonna do. And it's really hard to like it's almost like you're back to square one with the partner in a lot of ways. It's like you're you know, a stranger again, in a way. And so in any of those situations, I never was able to bridge, like, say, the physicality gap. I wasn't able to, like, really be physically intimate in any way with my partner when my metamor was there. Part of that, I think, part of that, I think, is just me and my insecurity and my inability to, like, confront anything that might make somebody else feel weird or bad. Yeah. Part of that may be your metamor or your partner's metamor rather being insecure and like her feeling that. Yeah. It could definitely, or a combination of those. Cause it is just weird. I'm the same way. I'm extremely sensitive to like vibration, social vibes for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah, That would throw me and make me fixate on that. And then I would start acting weird by accident. Here's a theory. Uh, This is like a theoretical thing. This is something that I I would like to try the next time I'm in this situation. Just give them a smooch. Just go for it. Cause you're, you've established that you're, that you're with this person. They're your partner. Yeah. Just just kind of give them a kiss and see what the fuck happens. If everybody if she if the other person starts breaking down <gasps> crying, then you know that it's like, OK, then this isn't going to this isn't good. Then we shouldn't be doing this. If right. Yeah. Yeah. That is but a if good you vibe I think that's maybe a tension breaker, too, where you're just like you gotta break the ice. OK, I'm here. We're dating. You're dating them also let's be chill it's can it can be good and chill it can be okay and you signed up for this you yeah dog we're we got it we got the blood you contract put together the this. three of us or you could say oh, i want yeah i want less of this metamore 
<laughs> you walk in and say, hey, can we, I could do with less. Can I get a little less of this metamor? Can I get a little less of this metamor? But then your metamor looks at you and says, I fucking live here. <laughs> and who, the fu- who the fuck are you? Yeah, and then it gets okay, really combative. Get, get this hag out of here is what I'd say. No, I'm, like, I'm actually less. way into this idea of just like plant a kiss on your partner. And Break see what eyes. happens. See what yeah. that does to the vibe. If that instantly tanks the vibe, then you then know you what the fucking run. problem is. Then you got to get out of there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, more like a. This is more like a, a weta more because they're bugging me. You could say that line. <laughs> you know what a weta is. I know what a weta is. It's <laughs> a very large bug. They're so big and nasty. And they're like a giant cute. cricket, right? Yeah, they're huge, fattest insect in the world. Damn, we call them we call them wettas. biggest insect in the. God, I wish I could do a good Biden. Somebody record yourself doing Joe Jack. Biden, biggest insect in the world. <laughs> I can't do late era Biden. I can do kind of like younger, more vivacious, more. Yeah, that's solid. Active young Biden. Biden. This is solid years <laughs> Biden. Active Biden. <laughs> we have reports of an active, active Biden. Biden. <laughs> Um, as far as like this current situation though, oh, cause also it's the person, it's the person who's writing in's partner. Right. So tell give them, them, have some them love listen and to this and give yeah. them love and support. Give them That's love what and you support. do next. Gift them a subscription to the Radio yes. Free Topic Patreon to yes. lift their spirits. Do that. do that. No, but validate them and be like, Hey, that was a weird thing for them to do. That puts you in a really awkward, shitty position. And that must've sucked. I'm sorry yeah. you had to deal with that. You should talk to the partner you were visiting and being like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And hey, get what to the was bottom that? of it. And like, and not even necessarily an accusatory way. Just be like, hey, so did Metamore's name feel uncomfortable with me being there? Because that's mm. that's the sense that I maybe got. Yeah, babe, the vibes were rancid and I was uncomfortable for three days. Yeah, I, I spent the entire weekend going. <laughs> I wanted to see you and spend time yeah. with you. And instead, I uncomfortably sat in the, the jump seat of the relationship vehicle while y'all were sitting in the comfy flight deck seats. Yeah, the captain and chairs. And that yeah. sucks. And I, they, they never turn the seatbelt sign on, side off. <laughs> you never turn the seatbelt sign off. So I had to stay buckled in the whole time. I couldn't even reach the little snack bar the whole flight. Yeah. So just use a clear analogy like that. And you'll understand. I do want to cop to this. The very first time that this happened, I was visiting my college girlfriend. And actually, she was out of town. Like we, I came to see her. And then she and I both went out of town to see the Metamore. Right. You visited her partner with her. Yes. Together. Together to meet her. Because the whole idea was that it was important for me to meet her. We were very kitchen table-y. I see. Um, and I was responsible for some of how fucked the vibes were. I certainly was. I was not fully comfortable with the situation. So yeah. maybe talk to your partner and evaluate how comfortable they are with things. Because... Part of that could have been the way that they were reading it based on their discomfort with the metamor being there. That's true, too. But yeah, help them think through this stuff and talk through it and offer them some support and affection now that they're back. And, yes. you know, try to help support them, have a conversation with their other partner to uh, smooth things over or potentially to 
end it if it turns out they were just treated completely disrespectfully yeah. and thoughtlessly. Yeah. Make sure they're standing up for themselves. Truly. All Very right. important. And we are two-thirds of the way through the show, and we have done two questions. Mm-hmm. And that is a great pace because yeah. I have to remind you I have a migraine. Do you really have to remind us that you have and a migraine? My brain is moving so slow. I'm going to like highlight some of these ones that we've already done. Thank you because I will forget because of the migraine. It, maybe it'll be like the next episode. I'll be like in Dragon Ball where they have the weights on and then when they take them off, they're super strong. So I'm going to answer like 20 questions. I really want to do like a really strong Super Saiyan scream right now right into the microphone is what I want to do, but I'm not yeah. going to do that because, yeah. because I care about you. I'm not going to do a full you. force one. That was thoughtful to restrain your power. Okay. And now it's your turn? Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm trying to figure it out. I could trying to figure remember. out which one I want to do. Oh, oh, wait. Fuck. Fuck. Whoa. Wait, what happened? I farted. Oh. Did you hear it? Hey, <laughs> I did. I thought you were cracking your back. Nope, that was a fart. That's beautiful. <laughs> uh let's see. Um Hey Audrey Donovan, an esteemed guest. No, 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 not guest. esteemed. I work 10 to 12 days on my feet and find it extremely difficult to manage my time at home, Ooh. whether it's something fun like video games or something that has to get done, like cleaning the house. I just find it impossible uh. to do anything. What are some tips for time management and or finding the energy to complete basic tasks? Thank you. Fat mocks. Fat mocks. Fat mocks. Alone in the world with little fat mocks. Fat mocks. Uh, let's see. I had to scroll up to the question. Basically, they're like, I work long days on my feet, and when I get home, I don't do anything. I don't even do fun things like video uh, games. I just like sucks. waste my time. And I totally get cooked. that. I had a half day at work today. I pulled, I went to fucking Target. I filled my prescriptions. I went grocery shopping. Damn. I did all kinds of shit. I did all kinds of adult responsible shit. And when I pulled into my parking space at the place where I live, I sat in my car for 20 minutes doom scrolling on my phone. <laughs> and I How don't know that? why I did <laughs> that. I just got, I just opened my phone and just like, I'm sitting there in my car. Like you're, I'm like in thinking like you're in your car, right? You could be in your come home. On. You could come right on. There. You could be in your home, but I'm just like, I gotta keep ticking these talks. <laughs> I'm so fucking glad I'm not on TikTok. Yeah, me too. Thank God. Thank God that my like noise sensitivity uh, outweighs my ADHD. You don't like noises? No, that was weirdly satisfying, actually. What was that? Was it a zipper? It was a zipper. Remix! <laughs> we call them Matt Fox in the remix. Instead Whoa, of, I think you cracked their name. Instead of Fat Mox. Was that... Do we recognize that name? No, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know Matt Fox. Well, shouts out, Matt. If I if I do fat. know a Matt Fox, I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. And you can blame it on my brain. You can blame it all on the migraine. Come on, the migraine. Come on. Here is what I... Uh, fuck, I can't... Oh, I want to do a Limp Biscuit riff. I can't even do it. Listen, here's... 
Uh, I've had jobs like this. My job in Portland was like this. It was just, it was God awful, exhausting and draining. And I would get home and I would plop down and I wouldn't do anything until going to work the next day. Yep. And I didn't even feel recharged by it. Nope. I was just, ugh. The whole thing about relaxing is you kind of, to make it effective, you kind of have to try to relax, which is really frustrating. And when feels you get the hang of it, counterintuitive. Yeah, you should be able to just not just yeah, turn so everything off. If you're not off. doing anything, then you're relaxing, right? Wrong. You Wrong. Are, you are Here's, probably stressing. Yeah. You're in your head stressing about all the stuff that you have to do or going to work the next day. And so you have 12 hours of working and then the rest of your wakeful hours are an anxiety attack and you're drained. And then the next day of work is worse and this, the cycle continues. Yeah. And I feel for you because it sucks and it feels impossible to break out of that when you're in it. My strategy is twofold. Number one, you get back from work. You designate, you got an hour when you first get home where you're going to chill and you pick an activity, you're going to do something, but you pick something low stakes, low energy that's going to relax you. For me, I throw a podcast on, I play Mario Kart, I lay on the couch, I do that for an hour, but I got like a timer going or something to remind myself to hop on and keep moving afterwards. Because like hour recharge time, pretty good. You keep that up for like four hours. Then you're like, oh, God, I burned the whole day. Oh, there's so much to do. Oh, shit. And then you're just miserable and you burn out all over. And the cycle begins again. So I try to do like a little stretch of relaxing like that. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to lift weights or I'm going to make food or I'm going to. If I'm doing laundry, I kind of do that in the background as I'm yeah. relaxing or doing the other things that I, that I got to do. But try to kind of like change it up a bit and kind of plan out some stuff and it's it's not going to work immediately it's probably going to feel completely untenable off the bat uh but at least like give that a go of just having dedicated relaxed time and then just getting some stuff done and try to make that fun get like a little treat play some music or a podcast while you're like doing the dishes or like whatever shit you gotta get done and then, you know, you're breaking that up with other relaxed time. Take like a nice hot shower or a bath next. Yes. And maybe you get up and you do, like I, I play music every night. I do that and then I wind down for bed watching like a paleontology YouTube video or something along those lines. Can I hit you with sort of a reverse card on Whoa. that strategy? Play that zipper noise. Wow. When I Damn. get home... I need to continue the momentum of having the day going. Oh, good point. Because if I sit down, if I take off my shoes and sit down, that's game. That's we're done. I've done everything I'm going to do for the day. Yeah, uh, I am. It's wrap. It's a wrap. So um, if you have ADHD like I do, which I, I'm finding a lot of fucking people do, actually, um, don't take your shoes off when you get home. Keep them shits on. And think on the things that you need to do. Well, I need to do laundry. Okay, throw in a load of laundry in. I need to eat food. Make a dinner. And then I need to do the dishes from the dinner. And I need to take the trash out. And then take the trash out. And then you have done three important things in the same momentum slide from your work day. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I actually, and then you're able to taper that off and coast into a genuinely relaxing evening. Okay, yeah, I actually do that also. Yeah, and you're totally right. Sometimes if you just go straight to the relaxed thing, you are going to get bogged down. I, for me, I feel like I can feel which one it is I'm going to need. Sure. Like if I yeah, got good momentum day day, coming out of sure. work. Then I'm like that. I'm like, I got to get this stuff done while the momentum's up. And I'm, but I'm going to play a podcast while I'm doing it that I wanted to listen to. Yeah. If I'm sizzling when I get home, I'm sitting. Um, there's no fucking, you know, there's no way. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. If you're somebody who get, you, you get kind of caught in the gravity, if you sit down, I would err on the side of what you're describing. Switch it up if you're like me. But also... In your back pocket, if you fuck this all up and you're going to do that sometimes, you're just going to crash and burn out, don't beat yourself up about it. Nope, Remind yourself that. that 10 to 12 hours a day is an untenable amount for a person yeah. working, and that is bullshit, and I'm sorry that you have to do that. Yes. There's other things that need to get done. And if you, like I imagine your sleep is not great and all these things, mm-hmm. at the same time, if it is possible... Be looking for some other work if there's yeah. any other option. I don't think anybody should ever have to work 10 to 12 hour days. Unless no. I liked four tens. Oh, yeah. You know like, what I mean? Yeah. Like a four day work week where you're yeah, doing four three tens. Day, three day I kind of dug that. Yeah, I did that. If you get three day weekends every week, maybe. Now that's a party. But if you don't, like if you're working 10 to 12 hour days and you don't get a fucking three day weekend on your feet, I don't know. I'd be looking for I'd be looking for different work. Dude, we gotta get we gotta get you out of there, Matt. Uh, that's brutal. And this is the other thing. It's so hard to add looking for a job on top of all this yep. crap that you're and doing. And I, I with. wonder if they it's, do that shit on purpose. It's brutal. My advice for that also uh, be searching on bathroom breaks. Be mm-hmm. doing interviews at lunch. Do whatever you got to do to get out of that place. Um, but keep, keep looking just to have some kind of light at the end of the tunnel, some reassurance. This isn't going to be forever because this isn't going to be forever. I guarantee this job is not worth the rest of your life working this uh, amount. This breakneck pace. You got to get out of there somehow. Because, yeah, you know, all these things we're suggesting are helping, but sometimes there's just not enough hours in a day. If I was working 12-hour days on my feet the entire time, I don't I don't know what I would yep. do. I couldn't I would do it. I would be falling apart. I couldn't do it, so that's why I don't do it. Yeah, and it's unfair to you. And, again, like, you're probably in a situation where, like, financially, like, you're just kind of locked into that right now, and that sucks so bad, and we hate that, and that should be straight-up illegal, Unless yeah. they're paying you uh, $1 million every single day, and I am sure that they're not. Yeah. So the best of your ability, just keep hunting for other stuff and, uh, you know, uh, trying try some of these tips that we gave you, but absolutely be, be hunting for other things. Yeah. On Indeed, you can load up your resume information. You can do that quick apply Find anywhere you could do like that. Be messaging friends if you got anybody who could connect you with a place. So you're not so much time in interview processes. Uh, we're overall we're just sending you good energy because I God I hate that. Yeah. When I was feeling drained, I like I was working nine ten hour days and I was not on my feet all day. I cannot 
cannot imagine this. I wish I could carry you around. And you wouldn't have to be on your feet. I, and I'd get a workout. Yeah. We yeah. both win. It would work out. Let me come carry you around. About that. Let Donovan carry you around at work. <laughs> but not today, because my head hurt. The sunglasses are helping, though. We're calling in sick really today. Cool. We're calling in sick. Yeah. Yeah, on the carrying you around yes, job. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you meant on the show, because I was like, no. No, we've literally, we're almost done. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in sick. I'm calling that I'm in, and I'm sick. Check this one out. Hit me with the next one. Okay, Why well, don't you hit me with your best shot. Okay, we got eight minutes, so I can't. I was like, we're going to bang out a bunch of these long ones in the back. No, I can't even read this no, entire one. I'm sorry. We've, we need to get to these ones. There's some really heavy recent ones, and they're just yeah. long. And I'm sorry. I was reading an incredibly heavy one from one seventeen twenty three, January of last Fuck. year. Fuck! I was twenty nine. No, wait, I was thirty. But I was about to be thirty one. Yeah, twelve seventeen twenty three. Trust me, I I read it, and we want to get to it, but not tonight. And I'm so sorry. This was supposed to be the backlog clear, but it turned out it was my brain that's not in the clear. That's not even a good analogy. You get the idea. Okay, check. Check this out. Checking it out. Hi, Dono, Audrey, and guest. No, no, guess. no is no. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a dry spell, and I don't know how to get out or feel better about it. My most recent fling that ended last September, do you remember, made me feel pretty bad about myself. Since then, I've only gone on a couple of spectacularly bad dates mm. that led nowhere. Unfortunately, I think a lot of my self-image is tied up in external validation. If I'm not getting attention from somebody, I struggle to feel attractive or desirable. I am on and I am off the dating apps, but I pursue some hobbies that should allow me to meet people. Nothing has really materialized. Did we do this? Mm. I'm also I don't struggling. Think so. not to I, we've done very similar, but I don't think we did this particular one. I am also struggling not to compare myself to my friends who all seem to be going on lots of dates or pursuing several lovers at once right now. Um, right now I am just feeling ugly, stupid, and all around undesirable. Like teenage levels of insecurity, except I'm in my late 20s. How do I get out of this funk? What can I do to feel better about myself if I can't get the romantic attention I want right now? Why not me? Okay. Yo, listener, why not me? Like, I, can't, I feel exactly the same. Yeah, why like, not me? What about us? You know? It's fucking hard out here. It's just hard to date. Like, we're in a yeah. really depressed period in our history. And, like, nobody wants to do anything. And everybody's kind of, like, everybody who's in it is locked up. Everybody who's looking is, like, overlooking things that could be good. So, like... Cut yourself some fucking slack. Yeah. Like you really have to like give yourself the space to just be like, yeah, it just hasn't happened yet. And it, you know, it could happen. It just hasn't happened yet. Just like keep your eye on the fact that there are things about you that are good. And there is someone in this world who will appreciate those things enough to get with you. They're out there. 
You just haven't met him yet. And it's a rare thing. It's genuinely a rare thing to meet somebody that you're romantically compatible with. It is. And when you do, you can kind of tell. And you just haven't lately. But it'll come. Just keep meeting people. Just keep, you know, keep plugging away. Keep trying to find that person. And, you know, you're already doing the things that we talk about. You're how did how did you put it? Um, I pursue some hobbies that should allow me to meet people. If you're meeting people doing the hobby, then you're doing great. And you just haven't met them yet. If you're doing the hobby, you're doing great. That too. Yeah. This shit, it just takes time. It's not that you do that and instantly you meet people and it's great, but it is like part of a process and it's something to both occupy your time and give you some fulfillment from something that is about you and not about your relationship with another person. And it's maybe that you meet somebody along the way. And by the time you meet somebody, you've got this thing that you've put energy into that you've built that you can talk about and you've learned stuff about yourself and you're building some esteem that like you're saying your self-image is tied up in external validation. You're putting the time in to build stuff up for internal validation. That's, that is what I have been doing since this breakup last year. I am like dating around, you know, and, and stuff, but I'm not in like, I'm not in a, well, I don't even know if I kind of want to be right now, but I'm not in like an intense relationship in the way that it was. And I have moments where I'm like, I am the hottest fucking person on the planet and I am single. This is bullshit. I'm going <laughs> to die alone. You're not. Because that's how my, oh, I'm not the hottest person on the planet? No, the other one. <laughs> and also not that. How fucking dare you? How fucking dare oh, you? Oh, he fucking dare you. Um, I, go through the, I go through waves where I'm thinking all of the stuff that you're describing. Luckily, not like that bad levels of insecurity because overall, I'm feeling real good insecure. But also, like, I still have those waves sometimes. You kind of just have to, when they come up, you got to not feed them. You got to be like, this is just a stretch where I'm single. And everybody has those stretches. And time continues to pass. And you can either kind of despair and focus on that and make yourself feel worse and feed into that cycle and not be confident when you go out or not have the energy to get out or, you know, all, all the stuff that we discuss when we talk about these things, or you keep throwing the energy into these hobbies and friendships, whatever other relationships you got in your life. But don't be doing that from a place of this is to meet somebody that is like a fun side effect. Do yeah. the things because it brings you some kind of fulfillment and keep building that up. And then you're in a better place to meet people. And the person who is at the function going, like, looking around and, like, trying to, like, scope out the honeys and, like, really, like, trying too hard smells bad to people. It's not good. So just seeking that fulfillment for yourself makes you a much more attractive person. Yep. And also, if you were to jump into a relationship, like, right now... Would that not be kind of using that person as a crutch? Like if this is how you're feeling when you are by yourself, I don't know. To me, it feels like if you were to get in a relationship and it ended, you would be thrown back in this place. Like keep trying to put this work in and you, you know, 
It's not work that you have to do alone and can't be done while you're in a relationship, but I think some of it needs to be done alone. Is just get to a place where you're at least like, I'm alone and that doesn't make me a piece of shit. I'm still, I'm still cool. I've still got stuff going on. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't, it doesn't mean something. It's not an inha- it's not a condemnation of me that I'm not in a relationship right now. Right. It's just the state of things. Really work on that part. Because then, you know, if you got any kind of codependency issues or you tend to get clingy in a relationship or somebody pulls some shit in the relationship that sucks and is abusive, you'll be in a position to say, I don't deserve this. I'm going to get out instead of right. being like, no one, but no one loved me for so This is the only person I can find. That's how you get trapped in really bad situations. And we do not want that for you. And you don't want that for you. Yeah. Keep on trucking. Yeah. So keep on trucking and take this time to work on yourself and you will become more attractive to the person who will eventually be your forever person. And more attractive to yourself. Yeah. Um, I'll also say like in terms of, of hobbies, like the stuff that's given me a lot of fulfillment is artistic stuff because that's such a good outlet for the feelings that you're describing. Like, it really sucks to feel these things, but that's also stuff that lots of people have been through. And that when you hear music about it, can help you feel less alone it's and bring valuable, you out. It's genuinely a valuable feeling. You learn a lot of shit about yourself by going through misery and expressing that misery to other people can be very cathartic. That's why we're good at doing this show. Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, and I've only been doing it for four months, but I think I'm making some stuff that is interesting and sounds good and conveys the feeling I'm trying to. And even if it all sucked in that process, I'm just, I'm getting it out. I am turning it into something that is some kind of art. And I'm already feeling like a lot of relief from that. I am finding myself less likely to spiral when I'm feeling alone and more likely to be like, huh, I wonder if I can channel this awful feeling in my gut into some music. And it's really cathartic. So if the hobbies you're doing aren't something that you can get that out in, look into painting, playing music, dancing, acting, just something that speaks to you even a little bit or that you think would be a little bit fun to do. You don't have to be good at it. You don't have to make incredible art. Just make something something like that that you can pour some feeling into. I'm really yeah. getting a lot of help from that. Yeah. So could not recommend that stuff enough. And the, this was one that I just thought of. Um, I think that there, as a, as a DJ, there is something to curation as well. Mm. It's like you can sort of express yourself through the curation of things like find even if you can't if you feel like you can't make the art find the art that you do like and kind of catalog it and like gather it to yourself so that you have these things to appreciate around you is another way to go about doing it but creating is very good as well like i think yeah. that they're they're both valuable outlets i mean that's creating in its own right too it's like a collage yeah you're making a kind of, I don't know, a set is like an arc of feelings and how, mm-hmm. you know, each song kind of one feeling flows into the next one. That's an art yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. So just figure out anything out there that you feel like you could at least have a little fun doing. Just do some kind of art. I told myself for book so long. feels yeah. good sometimes. I, at the most, the most depressed I ever was in my fucking life, it was after uh, uh, a terrible 
It was after my first major manic episode. I got out of a hospital and was just fucking just done for depressed. Like I'm like, nothing could ever be worse than what I'm going through now. Mm-hmm. And I bought a children's. I'm talking like baby assed <laughs> coloring book and a box of crayons. And I only did one page, but it fucking helped. Like it like I let I feel like I kind of bounced off it and started like an yeah. upward trajectory just from doing just from doing that. Just making because you're just making a little thing and you're showing that you can make stuff and that's a really cool feeling. And if you feel like oh, I couldn't possibly do any of that, that is how I felt a year ago. And now I am playing music every night and I'm doing acting stuff and we just did a live show. You can also, I'm not special. You could also do that. It literally just takes throwing yourself at it and embrace sucking. Start embrace a fucking looking podcast. Stupid. Dare to suck. Yeah. Start a podcast. Listen to my, uh, we're at the end here. Right? Yeah. Red and more if any of this helped you or if you can clarify some stuff on like what hobbies you're trying. I don't know. Maybe yeah. we can give you some more direction there. We'll keep up with But that. you will get out of this. I was just feeling like this recently. Uh, it, it's going to be, it's going to be all right let the wave pass don't cling to it but since we're at the end here this and this is relevant i went on self-worst podcast the episode is out this is a friend of the show he's had uh does a show talking about people's journey with self-esteem and mental health and all of this stuff uh brad pearson I hope I pronounced his last name right. And it's not like person or Pearson. I think it's Pearson. Person would be a cool last name. Uh, we know it. We know it. We know a person that can't tangent too much here. Check that out. Uh, Cause he just started it up again. He's a really good interviewer. He's had Patak on. He's had Tony from MDC. He's had Kate Terry. He's had a lot of people that we like on there. Andrew Hillary. Um, yeah. And just a fantastic interviewer. And I think has a good, like, warm vulnerable tone similar to us audrey will be on there in the near future i think i mentioned i think i told you, you to get you mentioned to check my dms and there's nothing so i don't know message him he, he also has the adhd in the way that we do <laughs> um but i just put that out and i talked about like fully every all the mental health shit that i have been through up to kind of where i'm at now and feeling in a way better place than I ever have. And maybe that would be good to hear about because God damn, I felt the way that this person did. And also that's just like a plug at the end. Go listen to that episode. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, I have a plug as well. Uh, data transfer, new episode of data transfer. That'll, that'll fix you. That'll cheer you up. Yeah. This is Cor- feral. <laughs> hearing, hearing me describe pornography that Corla has put in front of me. That'll help. You'll feel better that after will, that. That will heal you. And also, we were just on House of Decline, and both of yes. us, and you should listen to that House of Decline episode. Also, with Alex, like, kind of kicking his show back off after I yeah. hiatus. Yeah. RFTB resuscitating podcasts over the weekend. That's, That's us. Cool. That's what we do. Go check that one out. It was a good Go talk. Go check it out. We love Alex. Great people. Um... I think that now is the part where we do our uh, shout-out for our $10 a month patrons. You heard Migraine Donovan say patreon.com slash RFTB $5 bonus episode. So many episodes in the backlog. So many. And you can support the show and there's a Discord and stickers. But for $10 a month, you get all that. We shout your name out in lights. We begin we- as we do with an <laughs> <laughs> We begin as we do with an M&E.
And then we somebody joined Somebody join as a free member. Stop joining as free members. Stop doing that. Pay us money if anything. you want to be on. We don't get anything. Well, it's I don't so know. Confusing. We get metrics. Like we, it has. We have been seen by these people. Okay, that's cool. Okay, we'll keep doing it, but also give us money. Give us money. I have. There it is. I had. I have the filters and stuff saved now. As like a, it's a suggestion that comes up. I yeah, just good. can't operate computer. Mm-hmm. We all shouting out Anthony Lindbergh. We're going to shout out a pigeon in Chicago. Nice. We're shouting out our beloved day one barb. I'm going to let you know. I'll just get in on this little secret here. Brian Alflord, good actually. Good actually. We're shouting out my dad who's good actually. We're going to shout out whack, whack, Duck Duncan. <laughs> We're shouting out to Dylan. We're going to shout out my metamore Gigi. We're going to shout out my metamorph inflatable string. No, it's not. I'm sorry if that was a weird joke or something. I just thought it would be an absurd thing to say. Unless you are my metamorph. Unless you're you're Donovan's metamorph in some world. It's not impossible. We're shouting out inflatable dream. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's a a snore. That's a snore, not an inflate, dog. Well, that's the dream part. It's the, you did the inflatable and I did the dream. Oh, I'm an idiot. Because I'm snoring and I'm like, ah, I'm in a dream. Oh, Up I next is fly. K Friggin' Money, who we shout out. We're shouting out Laser McGraw dropped his pocket. And I was going to do this thing where I like lean forward, like, oh, you dropped your pocket? Because I just looked up that, like, that's a thing. That's what you say to a girl to get her to show your tits off. You say, like, you dropped your pocket and then they bend over to, like, look for their. That seems like some shit that Zisty would say to fuck with me in college. Yeah. I think Zisty did tell me I dropped my pocket one time. I think that happened. He would do the, you got something on your shirt and then flick you in the nose. And then I started doing that back and that became like just a nightmare. (laughs) I'm sure there was was wrestling over that at some point, I'm sure. There absolutely was. I'm going to start telling people they dropped their pocket. That's really funny. (laughs) Up next, we're going to shout out Mal Criata. We're shouting out MC Proletariat who dropped their pocket. You better (laughs) pick it up. We're going to shout out Mickey Flykick who has never once dropped his pocket ever. Yeah, so you don't have to pick it up. We're shouting out Pablo Hamas who dropped their pocket. You gotta, <laughs> hey, you gotta pick that up. <laughs> you dropped your po- <laughs> pocket. It's Rico Suave. Um, we're shouting out Riley. <laughs> You're doing great. You dropped your pocket. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> shout out Rich Ryan, the Rose of Toteland, Yellow Rose specifically. Rich homie click clack. Rich homie pocket dropper. <laughs> <laughs> We're shouting out spreadable fruit. Hey, you got you got something on your shirt. We're shouting <laughs> out super playing. deformed. <laughs> We're shouting out synth mage who you- dropped a he got a beat in the pocket. <laughs> There's that's a thing like drums in the pocket. Yep, no, for sure, for sure, dog. We're gonna shout out the worst of all possible worlds podcast. We're shouting out Tufted Timmouse, and you dropped your crest, your feathery crest. <laughs> We're going to shout out Wendy because everyone knows it's Wendy. We're shouting out Ren, and you you dropped your seeds. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. 
Thank you for supporting this at the $10 a month tier. You truly are the, the wind beneath our wings. You truly are the drop beneath our pocket. <laughs> I was punishing you for that pocket dropping thing by doing a really loud clipped vocal thing. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> thank you all for supporting us and even if you can't financially thank you for listening to us it means a lot to us something free you can do go give us five stars on something that helps us out or tell a friend we ain't got any more reviews in a while why don't we okay i'm gonna let's commit to doing this you give us a five-star review we'll read it on the show how you feel about that huh yeah you like that you like that value proposition how about that we're gonna do that for you we're gonna read one five-star review per episode going forward. Yeah. That'd be write something nice. Yeah. Or write something mean. Just give us a five-star review and we'll yeah. read it on the show one at a time over the course of the next uh, rest of our lives. If you give us a five-star review, I'll give you a little kiss. That's not what hey. a kiss sounds like. Dog, that's hey. not what a kiss There you go. You nailed it. Oh, I'm going to kiss you. I'm gonna... <laughs> it's a rat kiss. Uh, um, I did the music, music. soundcloud.com slash rftbpod for that. Um, thank you so fucking much for joining us. And, and go to the live show. Once we again, it's... Uh, I'm legitimately buoyed in a way that I haven't Good been word. in a very long time. And I can tell it's all because of you motherfuckers that showed up and helped us open up this pit. Um, And from sincerely the bottom of my heart, thank you for that. Um, I love you. The one listening to this right now. I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mm